with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Gumby and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Gumby with Think Bold, Be Bold. I'm here with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan, you in the house? I'm in the house, Christopher. Having a great morning so far. How about yourself? I'm doing really well. A little bit of rain down at the beach, but... You know, they do say the sun always shines behind the clouds. And um, I was actually a little bit late today, scrambling because of the rain, to get back to my office to have this, uh, this show today. And I, I'm really excited about this show because I've been following our guest uh, for a while now, and she's got some incredible, incredible things she's been doing. And, you know, we always obviously have Alan introduce our guest today, but... Um, well, why don't we just get into it, Alan? What do you think? Oh, that sounds fine. Yeah, no, no problem there at all. Um, I totally agree. You know, we're both always excited about uh, the guests we have on. And I don't know if we're excited because we actually have a guest or if we're excited <laughs> because, um, you know, the fact that uh, they have such fantastic backgrounds. And, I, you know, I'm knocking on wood here uh, that, uh, you know, our, our guests to date, and, and I can see this continuing on, that they have such value to contribute, and that's an honor to be able to bring that, and today's guest is, uh, by no exception, um, she's a mindset coach and a business advisor for coaches and healers, and I think it's really important for everybody out there to know that, you know, coaches need coaches too, and uh, e even the best coaches have coaches, and it's, you know, somebody to rely on, somebody to be able to look at a 30,000-foot view of your life and your business and, and the challenges you have, because a lot of times we don't always see A to Z in our daily lives, and it's good to have a, another pair of eyes and ears there to be able to do that, and this is what our guest does today. And uh, she's going to be bringing some, some great wisdom as to... Uh, how she does that, uh, but she's uh, she's uh, she travels the world really. She's a uh, kind of a digital nomad, as she as she calls herself. She's lived in twenty seven or visited twenty seven countries, lived in eight of them for various uh, extended periods of time, and has customers in five continents, over seventy five hundred coaches and and uh, healers uh, uh, around the globe that she works with. And uh, I just find that fascinating. She's uh, that's got a Bachelor of Commerce in Marketing, an MBA in International Business. She's also a contributor uh, to the Huffington Post. She's a blogger for the Huffington Post. You know, kudos to that. It, 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 not just anybody can be a contributor to the Huffington Post. And, and I know that one day I'd like to be in the Huffington Post. Um, so I, I very much admire uh, what she's been able to do. She's also award, she's, uh, in an award-winning book, Living College Life in the Front Row, by celebrated coach John uh, Vrome. 
Vroman, excuse me, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, she's been inspired Coach Magazine and Upwork Digital uh, Nomad Series. Uh, she's uh, quite the uh, qu quite the well-versed individual, and she's going to be touching and talking about uh, an unusual topic today, but I think it's probably a topic that uh, might be seated in a lot of people's lives and business, and, and she's going to be talking a little bit about shame and what that really means and how does that affect uh, your life and your business and your ability to work with other people and uh, you know how does it happen and how do you deal with that as an entrepreneur and what does that really mean so I guess without further ado uh, we'd like to welcome Jennifer Trask to the show today Jennifer welcome thanks guys wow what an introduction I feel like a rock star <laughs> you are a rock star Jennifer's in the house uh, she's in the Look out. I love the fact that you're a digital nomad and I'd like to kind of start out there if you don't mind Jennifer you know asking you um, what prompted that you know give us a little bit of background uh, that you know we missed from that awesome introduction by the way Alan and, and I certainly got excited uh, but tell us a little bit about how, how you got where you are well, um, I guess there's two two pivotal things I can I, three moments. So one was the traveling piece to answer your question. When I was in university, my first degree, I did my I did a work term in the UK, and it was my first time traveling internationally on my own. And I'll never forget when I arrived in the main, you know, in, in I can't remember the name of it, but you know, one of the big London train stations. Sure. And so now you got to remember, I'm about. 21 I think you know I'd, I'd only ever traveled internationally with my parents and anyway so I'm there by myself and I was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> and for the next four months you know I worked in the UK I, I, I went to uh, France I went I think I went to up to Ireland and a couple other places and I just thought it was the best thing since sliced bread and that trip was the trip that really solidified I needed it to go see the world it definitely created my wonderlust for sure um, and then uh, fast forward a few years later and I was um, you know graduated I had done some traveling down to Australia and places like that and uh, I was working for an international company here in Canada as a sales rep and I remember I went to head office I didn't live in the city of head office I was flown there we, we were having like kind of a sales conference and we went to head office and I said to my boss, you know, what would it take for me to work in the marketing department of one of our brands because the company has, I don't know, like 30, 40 brands or something. Um, and he said, well, you know, first you're going to have to do this. And we were actually in the offices, like there's a, it was like kind of a cubicle layout. So he was really pointing to the areas where these people were. And he said, you know, you're going to have to go over here first for a year and then you'll have to do there and there. Anyway, so it added up to about five years of doing jobs I didn't want to get to a job that I may or may not like, all while living in a city I didn't want to live in. And I remember thinking, that doesn't sound like a very good deal to me, <laughs> right? Right. So, so then that's when I I had finished. It was a maternity leave I was doing. Uh, so I finished my maternity leave, and I did some exploring in Europe, and then went back to MBA school, uh, really to give myself time because I didn't know what I wanted. Um, I knew I wanted to be in business. I just I just didn't know what that was. And in MBA school, I went into the mentorship program, and I met my mentor named Judy. And uh, I remember when I first 
I first was introduced to Judy and she started talking to me like I felt like she was talking Greek. She just talks so differently. And she said to me one day, she said, there's a conference coming to town. I think that you should, you should go. And I was like, okay. And I hadn't really heard of self. I kind of knew what self-help was, but not, you know, really to any in-depth experience. So I went and I actually really enjoyed myself. And then the keynote speaker came out and it was, it was in Halifax, Nova Scotia in Canada. And uh, I think it was about 5,000 people that event. And when the keynote speaker came out, like the place went up like a rock concert. Like I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like everyone's so excited about living their best life. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, he comes out and, and people are jumping up and down. They're so excited. And it was one of those moments that when I'm like 99, I'll be telling my great-grandchildren, this was the moment when I knew what I was supposed to do for the rest of my life. And the man on stage was Tony Robbins, as you can probably imagine. And what happened for me was I remember feeling like, is there a better job in the world than to help people live awesome lives? which is what he was doing. And I thought, no, (laughs) that's it for me. (laughs) And that sort of began my journey into entrepreneurship. I love that. That's uh, such a great story. And, you know, we share something in common because Tony uh, was a big influence. Uh, I didn't get to go to an event, but I ordered um, back then cassettes uh, at 18 years old that I heard him on, you know, I guess probably a TV infomercial because it had to be and because there was no internet. And, you know, I ordered these cassettes and he, and he, and he changed and I said the exact same thing is there's, there's no better thing in the world to, to and in fact, I get really excited when I see that light bulb go off in people's, uh, you know, eyes where they have an epiphany of things when I'm, when I'm coaching. So, uh, Tony really had a huge influence, and, and I love that that the whole audience you know went crazy because that's certainly what he does. Yeah, He's such an influence. And and I love the fact, and I'm going to say one other thing, and we'll get right into some questions and, and things like that that I know Alan uh, is going to start us off on. But you said when I get into 99 years old, I love that you could see yourself at 99 years old, and I think that that's what a lot of people you know may uh, find difficult you know, even finding themselves looking one year out sometimes or five years out in their lives. And I think it's such an important thing to look, you know, way beyond that and see where you're going uh, or where you want to go and how you get there is just, it doesn't really matter as we all know on this line. But, you know, for our audience, get your journals out because this is the golden nuggets that, you know, again, our guests bring to the show. Alan, why don't we start off uh, with what you've got scratched down on your, uh, on your paper? Well, I've got a lot scratched down on my paper already. I'd <laughs> Me love too. To, Me I too. want to dive right into this. And Jennifer, I think I want to just kind of get right into it. And, you know, we talk about mentorship and, and uh, we talk about, uh, you know, what our lives are like. And, and uh, you know, one of the biggest things is be living your life now the way you want it to be down the road. And, uh, you know, that was new for me about 20 years ago. And, you know, I'm that would put me in the 30-ish um, the early, my early thirties. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, quite a few years after, you know, most of the influence in my life, you know, had, uh, had done its work. 
And uh, it took me a while to be able to really grasp what that was and what does it really mean to be an entrepreneur and, and uh, you know, some of the biggest things that, that uh, hit me and, and how to deal with that. So I guess with that kind of a, from a personal note, you know, what's the, uh, the biggest thing that slows down, you know, or that can slow down a, an entrepreneur's ability to, well, how should we say maybe um, – you know, succeed and, and to be bold in, in what they do in their business and how others know them? Yeah. From my personal experience, it is it really comes down to a disbelief in themselves, which turns into doubt from fear. And I've noticed, too, and usually in the first year of a business, it really comes down to shame after those emotions start to show up of not believing in yourself. Really? Shane, can you elaborate on what that really means? How would you define that? Well, the way that I think about shame is when we feel like we've let someone else or ourselves down. So we feel like we feel ashamed, like I should have been able to do that, but I wasn't. And the way that I find it shows up for entrepreneurs is that they're always I always I always use the analogy that business is just like dating. So, when you start dating someone, there's this romance period, right? Where everything is wonderful and people are happy and you're just focused on what's going right and how much you like the other person. And then in your business, the same thing happens. So you're in your business, life is wonderful, you're so excited, you're doing this, you're getting your website out, you're talking to people, you're going out there. And then eventually what happens? You hit a bump in the road. Inevitable, because this is life. And right. I always think that entrepreneurship is more like a roller coaster ride than anything. So what ends up happening? That, yes. that is yes. the truth. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? As I said, it's like... You're, you're going up, you're going down, you're upside down. You might want to throw up a little, but at the end of the day, you really do need to buckle up. So what I find is most of the time, and this is, I think this is more particular to newer entrepreneurs. So because you don't know what you don't know, you get into a business and you have a lot of expectations. You have expectations on what's going to happen, on how it's going to happen, and how long it's going to take you. And so what always ends up happening? Do we ever get to the end the way we originally thought we would? No. Does it ever take us the time we thought it would? No. It usually takes us way longer. And, and because, because there's just so much to learn when it comes to being a new entrepreneur. So what I found is, and this is because, you know, I work with coaches and, and most coaches don't have a business background, right? They are, they're a coach, you know, they're, they're in health or in relationships or in life and, so they don't come from entrepreneurship, so they don't really know what to expect. And sometimes that can be to your advantage to not know what to expect. You know, it's kind of like just go blindly into it. And sometimes that's going to help people. What, what I find is it ends up derailing most people because they see a lot of success stories like this person who made, you know, a million zillion dollars in one year and da da da. And so they're like, oh, like, I guess it can't be that hard. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> 
but the reality is that, you know, there's so much to learn. So then they get into starting having problems. They're not making as much money as they thought that they would. They don't have the clients they thought. The marketing campaign they just put out didn't work. And so I believe what ends up happening is they start to question themselves because they figured it was supposed to be easy or they figured it shouldn't be that hard or because they're really good. Like say if, if it's a coach as the entrepreneur, they're so good at what they do. So why, why can't they build a business, right? It should just happen naturally because you know when you follow your passion the money show comes with you right so I really think that when it, what ends up happening is entrepreneurs when this starts to happen entrepreneurs start to go into like almost their own hiding and for online entrepreneurs it's so easy to hide behind your computer and then they start if you if you start that negative thinking spiral well what you put out comes back to you so more things begin to not work and because you thought it was supposed to be easier, you start to think it's you. And I believe this is where the shame really begins. And you feel like, like, I, I can't tell you how many coaches I've heard say to me, like, I hate when people ask me, like, how's business going? And they're like, uh, do they think I'm supposed to be making all this money? Like, and, and what's interesting is, it's whatever that person's perception of what they think the other person wants them to say that they're they're putting back on themselves so it ends up becoming this sort of negative story they begin to tell themselves and hey, a lot hey, Jennifer, of the- i want to interrupt you a second you said something yeah. I, I want to get back to what you're saying but i think this this is a really cool piece yeah. um a lot of people it sounds like what you're saying if i'm understanding this correctly a lot of people are trying to live up to the expectation that others may have of them or what others may think that they should be Yes, and also, I think more so, the expectation that we as the entrepreneur think other people expect of us. Gotcha. So, so it might not even be that exact of, of understanding. <laughs> What's that? It could be a false sense of understanding on behalf of the entrepreneur, yeah. not really knowing exactly that the outside influences really have no relevance. It's where we come from on our own, but we're influenced by, uh, you know, expectation from, from outside our bubble or what we think others are expecting from outside our bubble. Well, absolutely. And I also think, you know, especially if you're, you know, we all want to be, I mean, it begins with your parents, right? You want your parents to be proud of you. And then, you know, if you have a partner, if you have children and you have other responsibilities, it all depends on the situation you're in. But, you know, we're all going out there. And when you walk into any new situation, you're not looking to fail. You're looking to succeed. And so, I, I think it's a, a mismanagement of expectations and unknowing and as well as not really yet understanding the value of failure and giving failure the real definition that it has, especially in terms of entrepreneurship. Gotcha. Makes total sense. Yeah. Very good points. And, you know, I'm just going to jump in at this point. Um, for the audience, a lot of times, you know, we want to compare ourselves to other people's middle or maybe where they are you know at the time when they don't really understand a lot of the things that you've had to go through I mean Jennifer you've been doing this for a while now uh, mm-hmm. you obviously have gone through things but you're very successful at this point and for people to think that they can just jump right into your shoes I think that's where you know a lot of people make some mistakes is that they've really got to just 
understand that when you do that, you're setting yourself up uh, again, um, and we'll come back to failure in a second, but you're, you're really setting yourself up for that, uh, you know, if I use your term, shame, that is going to happen because you are not Jennifer Trask or you're not Tony Robbins. I mean, listen, if you listen to Tony's story, he, got, he went through some crazy stuff to get where he is. Yes. Yeah. Specifically today, but you know, even when I was 18 years old and bought his programs, which he was just lifting off, he went through some devastating, in fact, failed so much. But let's just go back to failure really quickly and then we'll just get into and we'll jump into another question. I think what you know people should understand is failure and success are the same things. You must go through those, and when you realize that you're gonna have some things that show up. It just means that you've got to pivot. I love using that word because it's very important uh, that you always have a forward-moving action. It doesn't stifle you. You don't you know, just hit this wall and give up because that's a lot of times where people end up feeling this, as you call it, shame, is because they're ready to give up. And it's not you know, necessarily the case because all you need to do is make a slight shift and then all of a sudden, you're, you know, again, moving forward and you can use that failure to, you know, and we, we hear this term a lot, fail forward, right? Mm -hmm. um, what shows up, you know, for, for people when they hit that shame in their business? Give me a, a little bit of insight on that because I think that's a, an interesting way you're putting things. But I, I'd love to know what, what, what shows up in people's business for that. Multiple things. I think... The first is they end up feeling, they end up doing a lot of procrastination. Mm -hmm. They end up in overwhelm. Um, and they end up attracting a lot of things that are not necessarily exactly what they're looking for. So, for example, if you take coaches, they're going to end up talking to people who end up saying, you know, I just think this is, I can't afford it. Right? right? Like how I can't afford it is a big one. Um, and because life is a mirror, right? So if you ever want to know where you are, you just have to look around at who's around you and what's coming into your life and into your world. And it's going to tell you exactly what's going on internally, the real internal beliefs that you have. And so the moment that we begin to feel shameful because we're not here yet, we're not there yet, we should have done this, we could have done that, we could have did this better, this person's farther along, and all this stuff starts to happen in our head, and the story, we begin to believe it because beliefs are just thoughts you keep telling yourself anyways. Mm -hmm. So now we're in this, this spiral of crap, essentially. So now we're, our, our emotions are no longer in the romance stage. Now we're just unhappy. And... Right. And so you can't build a business that way. You, it's like you can't, you can't get peace from war and you can't get success from feeling like a failure. Great points. And, and really, you know, Brian Tracy said, you can't outperform your, your image of yourself. Oh, no. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> I've never heard that before, but yes. Life in the Mirror, Jennifer, you actually, you know, touched on something that I truly believe uh, if you can look in the mirror and we always have these internal dialogues uh, who's looking at you looking at you looking in the mirror and you know there is another self you know what is that what is that dialogue that you're having consistently and you talked about the fact that you know belief 
um, you know, start believing the story that you tell yourself and that you believe. And it does lead to unhappiness if you don't like the story. Mm -hmm. um, would you say that you know, internal dialogue is such an important aspect and maybe that's a good place to start, wouldn't you think? I'd love to get your perspective because you've been a coach for a while and you help other coaches, obviously with their business side of things and marketing. But uh, knowing that, what, like, how, how, do you, how do people start recognizing, other than obviously what's going on in their turmoil, if they're having turmoil in their life or they're having a complete success, uh, you know, where do they start when it comes to that? I think the easiest place to start is you, you gotta you gotta look at well, first of all okay what am I not happy with right because you gotta look at what is I find a lot of people try to pretend and sugarcoat just mm -hmm. to like and even try to pretend to themselves right, right. like um, but pretending to yourself and pretending to others is not getting you anywhere. So the first thing I think you need to do is look at where are you. And what's interesting is I think that if people do that, they'll actually realize they're farther along and they've accomplished a lot more than they realize. Uh, As achievers, I think we're really hard on ourselves sometimes and we forget to be like, oh, my God, we're so amazing. Right. And because we're always so focused on progress and growth and where we're going, it's so important to stop and, you know, smell the roses of what you've already planted in the garden. So the first thing I think that's necessary is you've, you've got to look at your life for what it is and, and first acknowledge what is working. And then you got to acknowledge, okay, well, what is not working for me? Mm -hmm. And instead of blaming yourself for it. The biggest thing is entrepreneurs need to learn to emotionally detach. And this is big in my industry because we are the brand. So it's very easy for a coach to feel personally responsible for or uh, to, like if someone says no to them for coaching, I, it's easier for them to take it personal than realize, oh, it's just business. So I always say, Imagine that you have, like, if you have a retail store and someone comes in and looks around and leaves, you don't feel bad that they didn't buy anything. You know that's part of the process. And but in in our industry, it's like someone coming into the store is almost like doing one of a discovery call. So some of them are going to say yes, some of them are going to say no, and some of them are going to buy later, and some of them will never come back again. <laughs> and and that's just the way that it is. But I think that you you have to learn that you have to learn how to detach. So when you can detach and put on like the CEO hat, then you can say, okay, these are the real problems in the business. Instead of blaming yourself for them, start to just say, how can I fix them? You know, one thing I learned from Tony Robbins, he always said the quality of your life is dependent on the quality of the questions you're asking yourself. So if you keep asking yourself, why is this happening? I don't know what I'm doing wrong, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like you're never going to get the answers you're looking for from that uh, perspective. So this right. is about beginning to discover your truth, the truth of what you have created and you need to own that. And then the truth of what's not going so well, but instead of disempowering yourself by making you feel like a loser because you haven't figured it out yet, just realize, man, like this is a marathon. I'm on a marathon. This is not a sprint. 
if you are in the game of entrepreneurship, I mean, really, like, buckle up. It's like, takes a long time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. And always add uh, a little bit more time when you're planning things out. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just, it's crucial. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And, and, I, and, it, and I do believe, you know, people when, and this is the audience as well, and, and, and probably sometimes for ourselves, is that you have to look at life and give some gratitude. Mm. You know, you're here. You've showed up. You're looking for answers if things are going, you know, on in your life right now. But I love the fact of asking good questions. When you sit down and you journal, and I teach journaling, mm -hmm. sit down and ask some really good questions. You'd be surprised, you know, the, the answers that you can come up with. But, you know, again, you can keep asking the question until you start to, you know, put your focus on the things you really want versus all the crazy things that might be happening at the time that you don't want and there's a really fine line, and you mentioned it. It's knowing when you think about something you want, and if you're happy, you're probably right on course. But yeah. if you're thinking about something that you want and you're not feeling good, it's probably because you're thinking about the lack of not having it. So that's just really a clear, you know, line that you can, you know, look at when you're when you're doing this these exercises. Alan, take us away. Yeah, lack of seems to be a uh, a real arrow for entrepreneurs, and I think that leads back to what you're talking about, uh, Jennifer's shame. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love your analogy about you know the retail store. People come in, look around, they look at what you have. Maybe it maybe doesn't fit. Maybe it's not the right. Whatever it doesn't make any it, it doesn't make any difference what it is. They're not leaving because they don't like you personally. They're they're they they didn't buy because maybe what you have is not what they need right then and there. Mm -hmm. uh, but the door is always open. And I think that's a fantastic analogy to eliminate um, a good portion of the shame. Because I think a lot of people when they think about shame. To think about, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, a painful feeling, if you will, of maybe humiliation, you know, you know um, and maybe distressed, you know, maybe it's caused by, uh, you know, embarrassment, you know, or indignity or discomfort or whatever the case may be, you know, or wrong behavior. And, and that's not really the case, but we, but when we, when we get rejected, if that's a, a good term to use when people don't participate by or share in what we're doing, we're thinking we did something wrong. And when you apply your analogy of the retail store, that's just not true. It's a very graphic way of saying that. And so thank you so much for um, for doing that. But I want to dive a little bit deeper into, into that into that uh, topic about about shame. And what happens when you talk about uh, you know taking shame and, and turning it around and having your head in the right place. What happens when shame is the dominant player, you know, in your business, which, you know, in your business um, really has to do with where your mindset is. But uh, what do you do when, when that's all that you think about now and your results of your business are starting to show that? How, how do you get out of that? I think the way to get out of it, again, is, is you got to go back to your truth, you know, because, you know, that saying the truth will set you free. It really, really will. And when you come down to the truth of it, it's kind of like, have you ever gone to another country and they speak a different language and you, you know, you learn the basics, like you learn the basics, you know, in, in Spanish, hola, you know, como estas, like, hello, how are you? You learn some of the basics. And it's almost like going and getting pissed off at yourself because you're not bilingual. 
in the first, you know, week. And so I think the way to begin to turn around is that you have to acknowledge that if you're building a business, this is not, you know, like I said, it's the marathon. It's not the sprint. It is not an overnight thing. And the you don't know what you don't know. And what I find is that's what tends to kill entrepreneurs who don't realize, okay, I got a lot to learn. Um, and they also, I think, I think you have to make peace with the fact that you're on a journey and let go of the timing. The biggest thing that I think really creates shame is the time piece. A lot of people are like, I, sh- I should be here by now and here by now and here by now. How come this isn't working and that isn't working? And, and you know, mentioned earlier in this conversation was that it's from comparing ourselves to others and other people's journey. And, you know, I, I, I always say to my coaches, if you look at coaches in the industry who seem to have been overnight successes, the reality is none of them are. And even if they're new to the coaching industry, I can guarantee you their life experience previous to that set them up so that they had a lot of the pieces together and the resources and the network and the know-how and the coaches and whatever they needed that enabled them to succeed faster than the average coach who comes in and says, you know, maybe they don't have any internet experience yet. Maybe they don't have much in terms of financial resources, so they can't hire coaches yet or this or that. Uh, so there's so many, I feel like it's it's the unknown that kills people. So that's why you've got to go back. If you're going to turn it around, you've got to turn it down to your truth. And for most entrepreneurs, they start a business because there's something they're really passionate about. So they kind of got to have a conversation with themselves and the universe and decide that they're just going to let go and allow things to unfold and you got to trust in the bigger picture and one of my favorite sayings is everything is always working out for me and if you really think about it if anyone listening to this thinks about it if you look back on your life hasn't everything always worked out and even if something in a moment hasn't worked meaning I remember one of my biggest losses which is when I lost my father very unexpectedly and like Losing a loved one is a very difficult time in someone's life. And I remember thinking like, oh, this whole everything is always working out for me mantra. Like, "Hmm, I don't know how this is working out for me right now. (laughs) Right. And and the reality is, guys, like, you know, if, if I could ever have a wish, I'd bring them back in a heartbeat. But I can't do that. And what I realized was what I need to focus on here is that, I got 32 years with the most amazing man who who believed in me, who loved me, who taught me how to expect to be treated from men. Um, and and that's, I mean, some people don't even get to meet their fathers, right? So mm-hmm. I, that was a life experience where I had to say, you know what, everything is working out for me. That was dad's journey. And while I wish that he could be here with me, it is not. So I have to make peace with that truth and move forward from that. And what's interesting is dad has taught me so much since he's been gone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I really feel like, how do you turn it around? You've got to go back to the truth. 
And the truth is that you are an extraordinary human being. And life is going to be full of ups and downs. You just have to expect that. And entrepreneurship is no different. So, like, just buckle up for the ride and chill out a little, you know? <laughs> <laughs> buckle up for the ride and chill out. You know, you said something, you know, we don't know what we don't know, and I love that statement. In yeah. fact, I have it written on my uh, mirror that I read every morning just to remind myself that I need to stay teachable. Yeah. And staying teachable is one of the things that a lot of people lose along the t- you know time frame, and, and they and they forget about that. And it's such an important aspect to you know always stay teachable. And by the way, when you said uh, and you talked about your dad, I had some amazing you know amazing goosebumps come through. So obviously he's here, and yeah. he's still teaching you as you mentioned. And I love that mantra. Everything is always working out for me because you're right. We're here now, and that's you know that whole point about gratitude and. You know, giving gratitude for, you know, continuing to push on and, you know, really that's what it comes down to is just knowing that you just got to keep pushing on. You know, the people, places, events, circumstances always show up and whether you're thinking negatively or positively, so you might as well think about positive things because you're going to get it happen. It's just going to happen to you no matter what. It's just going to show up. And, uh, you know, listen, we're all human and we have emotions and things, you know, obviously uh, are sometimes tough to deal with. But I know that just like a diamond, it requires pressure uh, to, to be made. And life is no different. Sometimes we need some pressures to create the diamonds. And thank you so much for sharing. And I can't believe how fast time goes, but we have have some time for obviously another question uh, before we get into some rapid, bold insights so we can learn a little bit about Jennifer. And obviously, Jennifer, we want to know how people can get a hold of you because I think, first of all, you've provided so much insight to just how people can think. And obviously being, you know, a mindset coach, you did that so naturally. So I, I, I love what you did today because it even helped me so much about, you know, just knowing that, hey, um, things happen. I, by the way, Jennifer, I had my book launch all set up for this Friday. <laughs> you know, I was going to Toronto. I was very excited and I had all the books shipped up. The books made it, by the way. They're at the party. <laughs> but I'm not. You know. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not there. Um, I had some immigration. I've been immigrating down to the United States. My uh, my wife's uh, American, so are my two boys. Um, But, you know, going through things, um, you know, it was off the radar. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I went to immigration office on on, uh, yesterday. It was in Jacksonville, Florida. Had to drive five and a half hours to find out that they told me that right now I can't get a special waiver to leave the country. And if I did, then I'd be stuck up in Toronto and I wouldn't be able to get down here unless I reapplied. And I know all the nightmares that are involved with, you know, immigrating. So I could be potentially stuck up in Toronto while my family is here. And it could have been another year on top of things. So listen, you just got to learn to pivot. I, I accepted it for what it was. And driving home... I found out that, you know, I'll be um, actually highlighted in Forbes magazine. So, you know, that's pretty cool and something just, right? And and if I wasn't positive, you know, maybe I wouldn't have got that phone call. So I'm just, again, throwing it out there for people to understand that sometimes things happen. Uh, But Alan, let's give another question around here because, Jennifer, we could talk to you all day long. (laughs) 
And let me ask you a question. Will you come back on the show sometime this year and touch base with us? I'd love to. It'd be so fun. Awesome. And you're fun. And by the way, I'm just loving this show. I, Alan, I, I don't know how many notes pages you've got, but so far I've got three jam-packed uh, pages of my journal of golden nuggets just to remind myself because I'm just like everybody else out there, um, still you know, going, going on this marathon of life. And uh, I don't know. How many do you have, Alan? I, I, I've got a lot as well. I've been pretty quiet <laughs> in between. Just uh, want to make sure I get things down. And uh, you know, my note taking is is not um, you know linear. It is exponential. What I mean by that is I usually put a, a reason or a definition or example behind sure. what I'm saying, so that you know, ten minutes from now, because my my memory doesn't always last as long as maybe it should. I go back and go, okay, I don't know, I understand how this applies now. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that's important. I think going back to the basics, like you talked about, uh, Jennifer, is key. And I just want to read uh, one more question, and I know we're, we, we need to move on, but I just want to read the definition of, uh, of entrepreneurship. It's the capacity and willingness to develop, organize, and manage a business venture along with any of its risks in order to make a profit. And I think that's that's a, a big key. There's a lot of risks, and the risks aren't just uh, financial. The risks are time. The risks are um, you know making a making what we might think is a mistake, but what Chris so eloquently puts as a pivot, and understanding that it, it's always forward, even if we fall on our rear ends, it's still moving towards the goal and, and so forth. So I, if if we can. You know, compartmentalize all this. We can get our arms around it. We can get in the habit of of really, uh, you know, uh, keeping keeping in front of us what our vision is, and keep in front of us the fact that uh, you know we do have a retail store, and people are going to pop in and out, you know, as, as they choose to, and and we're not going to make it take it personally, and our business is going to grow. What happens when we're on that good fruitful road, and shame pops up again? Mm. Is there anything new? That we can do, or is it is it some of the same? What? How? How would you? How would you answer that? Honestly, you have to remember that if if I think in entrepreneurship, it's it's the biggest personal development journey. Like mm. anyone can go on. Well, maybe parenting is is next to it. I, I'm not a parent though, so I can't speak for that. But I know that entrepreneurship has been the biggest self-development journey of my life thus far. And so I think what people need to remember is if you've been thinking one way for a while, uh, like thinking decades, then this is why I say you got to chill out a little bit, right? And give yourself room to breathe and give yourself room to make mistakes. And when those thoughts do pop up, the biggest thing you should do is actually get excited. Because when you begin to recognize a pattern that's limiting you, it means you've actually recognized it so you can stop doing it. So I think when it pops up, it's Mm -hmm. a really good thing. Because now it's not your normal train of thought. Now it popped up and you're like, I'm not supposed to be feeling this way, which means Boom, you're already changing. So you need to celebrate it and then go back. And honestly, I love the everything is always working out. Like constantly, like all day, just look at how things are working for you because it's just retraining your brain to see something a different way. It's like we all live in the same world. And for some of us, we live in a world of love. And for some of us, we live in a world of hate and fear. And we're all in the same world. And, you know, what's interesting is what's going on in the United States is right at this very moment is 
very uh, much an example of that. And and where where are you going to go on that side of the scale? Are you going to go to love or are you going to go to fear? And it's the same thing in your business. Are you going to go down the, oh, my God, I haven't done it yet. I should have, could have, would have. Are you going to be like, you know what? There's more for me to learn. Okay, let's keep going. Like, And have fun with it instead of allowing it to bring you down. Fantastic. Yeah. I think it, it, it sounds simple, but but sometimes it, it's not. And I think the simple thing is, you know, a, a good mentor of mine, Bob Proctor, he's, you know, he's told me 20 plus years ago, Alan, you haven't made a decision yet. And uh, I don't think he would still say that, but he might. But, uh, but with that said, <laughs> it still goes back to make the decision to not let that eat at you. Make the decision that, hey, I am moving forward. I am making some mistakes, whatever those might be, uh, but I'm applying what I've learned and, uh, and moving on forward past that. And all yeah. those things are acceptable characteristics of being an entrepreneur and to celebrate acknowledging that and to celebrate knowing that. And, and I love the fact that you said that, um, just reiterating some of your words of wisdom. So thank you for for letting the audience know that the journey is okay. The journey is what being an entrepreneur is. Yeah. The uh, the destinations are the are the result of the journeys. And you know, entrepreneurs are never finished on their journey. Uh, but celebrate the the journeys because that's where the change happens and that's where the impact comes from. Yeah, and and to finalize on that note, Alan, I think like. You know, I've been an entrepreneur for eight years, and I have failed massively, and I have had success, and, and I have a long way to go. Like, I feel like I'm just a baby sometimes, like, just getting going here. Um, and, you know, if there's one thing I have learned is that realization that it is really the journey, because when I hit one of my big, big goals, which was to be a digital nomad, and I remember being on top of Machu Picchu in Peru, and I was like in awe. It was a very much a deep spiritual moment for so many reasons, but I felt like it was like, oh my God, I finally made it. I've worked hard all these years, and here I am. And, you know, the reality is that that lasted high, definitely lasted for a little while. Um, but eventually I got comfortable in that zone of, success in that level like okay I'm at this point in my business I can do this I can do that okay well, what's next you know so it's not really as the the end goal is not as big as we think it is it really is about the journey so you've got to enjoy watching yourself progress for sure that's the real gift isn't it yeah it really is it's like kind of really cool <laughs> hey Chris I hate to say it but uh man we're uh we're rounding out on, on time here. How about we uh, dive into the rapid, bold insights? Absolutely, and I look forward to that. And, and Be Bold Nation, um, pay attention. We're going to get some insight from uh, Jennifer on where you can get a hold of her, how you can work with her for some of the people out there that may be um, uh, in line with uh, Jennifer's business. But certainly the insight has been amazing. And, and you know, Jennifer, i, I got to give a shout-out um, to Newfoundland. You are a Newfie. I am. And we talked about that earlier. And I tell you, uh, it comes from my roots as well. All my family are Newfoundlanders. I wasn't born there, but I did live there for quite a while. And I certainly have it, you know, flowing through my, uh, throwing, flowing through my veins, uh, blood of the Newfie. And uh, I could tell you, You've been hospitable, and that's a good sign of a, a, a great newfie. And thank you so much, um, you know, and I wanted to give that shout out because we didn't talk about it earlier. But you, uh, you're in St. John's, Newfoundland, is that correct? Correct, I am, yeah. Awesome. So all those newfies out there listening in all over the world, 
you know, it's a, it, it, it certainly is a smaller world today because of uh, all the technology we have. And we are going to jump into some rapid bull bit insight. But I wanted to talk about Machu Picchu as well. And, and you know, I did the journey as well. Uh, I actually watched your journey on social media and you, you did a great job of letting people know um, how that was going. But isn't it a wonderful place when you're there? I went back again the next year. <laughs> amazing, amazing, and it and it's such uh, just an incredible uh, you know journey to call it one, you know for the spirit as well, and and you can really feel it there, and the people are just amazing in in Peru. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody that ever wants an opportunity to go there, we you know I certainly encourage it, and I'm sure uh, Jennifer, you do as well. On that note, let's get into some rapid, bold insight. Jennifer, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Let's rock and roll. What book do you recommend? The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Big Leap. I haven't read that one yet. Awesome. Get it. <laughs> Doing it. it. Doing it. Wrote it down. To do. What do you do for fun, Jennifer? Well, obviously travel is at the top of that list. But I also have six nieces and nephews, and to be honest, they, they all live here, and when I'm in St. John's, I do spend a good amount of time with them, and I love them. Uh, awesome. Fantastic. Shout out for the nieces and nephews, and yeah. obviously travel um, in well-cultured that you are. Uh, I love that insight that you, you, know, you can bring to uh, folks just by um, you know, putting yourself in, that, in that different cultures and, and seeing what's going on around the world, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. What one piece of technology has helped your business the most? Honestly, I gotta say, uh, Facebook and Skype. Facebook <laughs> they were winners. Skype, <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it, and uh, certainly is a great tool for when you're around the world to not only communicate but uh, to to show what's going on. You know, through uh, through those modalities. What quote has had the most impact on you? Go confidently in the direction of your dreams and oh. live the life you have imagined. I almost tear up every time I say it. <laughs> uh, Thoreau? Yeah, Thoreau. Yeah. Love it. What is your next bold move, Jennifer? <gasps> Guys, I can't believe I'm going to say it out loud, but I did, I'm in the process of starting a podcast. Wow, I love it. I love it. What's your podcast show called? It's going to be called Live Your Awesomeness, which is what my Facebook group is called as well. Live Your Awesomeness. I love using that word. I use it tons. Awesomeness. I love the fact that you're going to be a podcaster like us and can't wait to hear all about it and anything we can do to help and share uh, anything along that journey, we'd be happy to. Uh, but it's a, certainly a learning curve, and uh, yeah. we're so excited that you're you're joining the movement because podcasts are definitely in the golden age, and things are just going to get you know even bigger. And I love it because the world is growing, and you know we've got this rising billions coming on. Uh, so thank you so much for that insight, Jennifer. You're you're an awesome guest. How do people get a hold of you? Just so we can squeeze that in before we uh, you know wrap up the show. Yeah, they can come to my website, Jennifer, and then a hyphen Nice. And you're all over social media, I noticed. So yeah. that's an, another great way. Alan, take us away, my friend. Oh, I love this part of the show, but I also hate this part of the show because I know it, it's it's ending. But um, along with that note, uh, this is uh, you know a real boost time in the show, Jennifer, where we like to have the guests leave our audience with one 
bold moves, something that they can do that can enhance their life or enhance their business if they were to enact it today. Now, this could be something you've already talked about today. This could be something new. But what one bold move would you like to leave with our audience today? I had one in mind, but I'm changing it after our conversation. And I would love if everybody did this exercise, if you get a journal and you write down the words, I'm awesome because, and write until you cannot write anymore, and then start another sentence that says, I deserve my business because, and write until you cannot write anymore, and do that every day for two weeks. Love it. I love the fact that you said journal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you could type it out, but it doesn't have the same effect. So I agree 100%. That, that's a whole other show. And yeah. thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, so I, much. I, What a great awesome. exercise. I'm writing down, so that's why I'm not talking. I want to make sure I get it down. So that's fantastic. Thanks, uh, thanks Jennifer, very much. And, and we sure appreciate having you on the show. We appreciate your transparency and you're willing to uh, share some of the uh, life challenges of, uh, you know, the entrepreneur. What does that really mean and how does that uh, affect your own journey and how does that affect the people around you? Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we appreciate that. Uh, we also appreciate the fact you said you'd come back. That's great. Whatever we can do to help promote you and your offerings and your vision and the things that you want to accomplish for yourself and for your audience, please reach out. We'll do whatever we can to help. And uh, as much as I, I, I don't want to finish, Chris, it's, it's been great doing the show with you. And uh, just say, uh, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us home, Chris? Will do. And thanks, uh, Alan. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you to our audience. You guys are awesome. Awesomeness, just to use uh, uh, the term. And anything that you're looking for, come to info at thinkboldbebold.com. Send us an email. Come to iTunes. Subscribe. Love you guys. And Jennifer, have a great day today. Alan, you as well. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.